We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It's uh, your buddy, Bowerly. Hour three already. Hourly with Bowerly. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the program. And (laughs) we... uh, I, I did something that I've done before... Um, I mentioned during the beginning of the show that I had the second CT scan done on my cervical spine, the neck, this morning. Um, I don't know why they wanted another one done because they just did one a few weeks ago, but I got the report from the one they did a few weeks ago, and I put it up on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. So any of you medical geniuses, registered nurses, physician's assistants, doctors, uh, you want to chime in with the questions I should ask the neck specialist on Tuesday, uh, knock yourself out. And don't worry. I know a lot of doctors. I'm going to run this by the physicians I know and say to them, hey, what should I ask the neck guy? And I suspect... I didn't want to say this out loud, but I suspect we're heading for neck surgery. Um, and I, you know what? 2022 <laughs> has been, I would say it is. it has been arguably the most messed up year in my entire life. I should have known with the detached retina in January, it wasn't going to be a good sign. But... Uh, yeah, it, at least, you know what, I'll tell you one thing real quickly. The uh, uh, retinal detachment, uh, that eye is actually doing quite well at distance. Can't see anything up close without my Superman glasses. But it, it if you would have told me in January of this year that I would have the vision I have now out of the eye where the retina detached, I would have said, you're a liar. Even the doctors are amazed at the recovery of the right eye, given what they had to work with. So, hey, there's some good news uh, after that. But uh, the CT scan report, you can read that and give me some suggestions for, there really is a neck specialist. And I get to see him on uh, Tuesday. I got to take Tuesday off because dude only takes patients in the afternoon. But I'll have some more information next week. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then, sorry, I got re-summoned for jury duty. I got the summons today, uh, the week of the 31st of October. I would love to sit on a jury. I'd love it. I'd really like to sit on a federal grand jury. I would take that thing rogue. Yes, I want to see I want to see Epstein's client list. I would take it rogue if I could. All right. Anyway, hey, good to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Oh, by the way, if you've ever had a CT scan and they do the dye contrast, you know, and they pump that stuff in and you get all warm, so warm you feel like you have peed all over yourself. I I wasn't thinking it today. No, I didn't. I just, anything for a laugh. All right. We're talking about hunting. And this has been in my little arsenal of topics. And actually, Tim Wenger suggested it earlier this week. And... I'm doing a show on hunting, 
And I may have done this before, but not in this kind of a format when Bulldog and I uh, were at Earl's Restaurant on Route 16, home of the original Fruit Jar Drinker. Uh, We did a show there early morning uh, on the opening day of shotgun season. And I've mentioned this before, but uh, I'm a suburban kid. So seeing the traffic at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning on Route 16 by Earl's opening day of deer season, it really struck me, wow, a lot of people are really into hunting. So I'm curious as to how you got into it, what it is you hunt. And one of the questions that has come up today is, is it really cost effective? Does it really save you money on food? Because some hunters... In fact, a lot of hunters tell me, hey, I bag a deer that feeds my family for uh, maybe a quarter of the calendar year, depending, of course, on the size of the deer. But, I mean, there are investments you have to make when you're going to go hunting firearms, clothes, vest, munitions, (laughs) listen to me, (laughs) munitions, uh, ammunition. Um, you know, you've got upfront licensing costs. You got to pay those, and then you've got your processing costs. A hundred dollars a deer is it? That actually seems low to me, Josh. Is that the real figure? A hundred dollars per deer, or is it higher? Uh, it kind of depends on the place. I know the place we take our stuff is around that, but you can also. I remember somebody mentioned earlier having a deer getting processed with other people's deer at the place I take it. You can request to have your deer stay your deer. Nothing else gets added to it other than the normal ingredients. Um, but that does cost a little bit more because they have to take more of a lengthy process to yeah. do that. But, um, yeah, I would say it's probably around that ballpark. I'd say 75 to maybe like 125 on the highest end. How do but, they keep um, the deer separate, like a tag on the hoof? What's that? How do they keep the deer separate, like a tag on the hoof? No, it's Josh uh, well, Schmitz the deer. way we take our stuff in. <laughs> is um, we take it in, we, we cube up the meat ourselves. So we take all the meat off ourselves. We save what we want as steaks. We save what we want to grind it up ourselves and make our own hamburgers or taco meat or whatever. And then we um, the rest of it we take in as cubed meat and we have our names in the bags and the year and all that stuff, and they just keep those bags separate, I think. I don't know how – I've never seen the behind the scenes, but we usually get it made into venison hot dogs, uh, Italian sausage – um, and sometimes beef jerky, but yeah, no, it's, I, I think it's just kind of, they mark your stuff and keep it away from everyone else. Well, I am a sucker for spicy Italian sausage. I could be tempted to try venison Italian sausage. I've got loads of it. <laughs> I really? Got a full of it. Well, I can buy some peppers and onions. Really? I am an honorary Italian, just in case anybody ever wants to know. Sicilian, all right, or Calabrese perhaps, but more honorary Sicilian, which is kind of cool. All right, let's uh, get back to the calls. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Is there anybody out there who objects to hunting? I, I-, I told you, I-, I used to work with an individual who literally rooted for hunters to kill each other. George Carlin. Uh, many of you love George Carlin. George Carlin actually said in a comedy bit, Back in the 1970s, hey, the best part of hunting season is the accidents. He literally said that. Um, He was definitely not in favor of hunting, but George Carlin was also an equal opportunity offender, so I wouldn't be too uh, uh, upset about that. Plus, death canceled him many years ago. Let's go to uh, Shepherd Jim, or Rambo Jim, in Tonawanda, North Tonawanda. You're on WBEN. Hey. Yeah, Tom, um... 
<clears throat> I never hunted, but I was living with these two girls and their brother, and their brother was just the kind of hunter. Every year during DC, d- during deer hunting season, he bagged a deer. So the year that he moved in, him and his sisters moved in with me, his two sisters, he got like a special license. Like I said, I don't hunt, but I think in the state of New York, the way it was, at least at that time, you had to get a, if you got a special license, then you could harvest two deer. And he, and he got both deer on the license because he was licensed to get two deer. And he took them and we lucked out. Our, the guy that was our landlord before we were living there, that building, he was a food broker and he had one of those big floor freezers like you see in the supermarket. Well, we swindled them out of it. We told them, here's the deal. We know what you want to rent for us. Rent us because, you know, you know you're going to get your rent money every month on the first. You leave the floor freezer here with us, and then we'll move in, and you'll be guaranteed your rent money. That wasn't month. a swindle. That was a negotiation totally yeah, above negotiation. board. Negotiation. Yeah, negotiation. There you go. And so he agreed to that, and he nailed or his their brother nailed two deer, and he had the first deer, all venison steaks. The second deer he at the butcher shop, he had the butcher do that, like um, half um, venison and beef, the other half venison and and uh, pork and, and Italian sausage and that. He had that ground up for burgers, and the, his sisters could cook up a storm. Not only were they gorgeous, they could cook as well as they looked, and they they would make gravy with mushrooms and onions. And green peppers and red pepper. Oh, Tom, Tom, when you have those burgers or the venison with that gravy on them, out of this world. You know, Jim, I'm not a gravy guy. Uh, I it's it's one of it's it's one of those things. Not a gravy guy, but I enjoy a good sauce. If you don't call it gravy, I guess I'm okay with spaghetti sauce. I love spaghetti sauce. Oh, my father, my uh, father was pure. I told you before. He was pure-blooded Sicilian. My grandfather came from the town of Ravenusa in the province of Agrigento, Sicily. We made spaghetti sauce exactly like it was done in Sicily wow. before my grandfather immigrated. So let me let's just get back to the to the deer yeah. here. All right, I want you to weigh in. Uh, so we we had a caller earlier, a hunter who said hunters. I'm going to paraphrase. Hunters are deluding themselves if they think they're actually saving money by hunting. Oh, no, we filled, Tom, see, like I said, we lucked out with the floor freezer with two deer. We filled that thing to the top, okay? And we feasted for months on that. In fact, our dinners were so famous, were so, became so famous around the area there where I was, we were living at the time. This one girl was a girlfriend of the two girls I was living with. She was a Playboy bunny. She would come over on her nights off. This other girl used to hang out with us, too. She was a Buffalo Jill at the time. She used to come over for dinner. We had people, our landlord and his wife came over for dinner. Okay? <laughs> I got you. I hear you. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, no. If you can if you can fill up a floor freezer with venison and eat off that for months, think about what you're saving on the food bill. Um, yeah, that's why I, I wasn't sure when the guy said the hunters are kidding themselves about uh, saving money at the end of the day. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, Rambo Jim. Uh, by the way, I was wondering, and maybe some of you were wondering as well, venison, is it considered red meat or is it considered 
white meat. And under the culinary definition, the meat from gamey mammals such as beef, horse meat, venison, boar, hare, mutton is red meat. Young mammals, rabbit, veal, lamb, is white meat. Poultry is white. And I mention that because uh, many of you uh, are susceptible to the gout and you take your daily uh, allopurinol pill to uh, try to combat that. And uh, one of the things you can do to prevent flare-ups of gout, there's a lot of things you can do, but uh, watching your intake of uh, red meat is, uh, is, is one of them. Um, it's just uh, one, of those, one of those nice little gifts uh, from uh, nature or God or whomever. All right, let's get back to the calls on hunting. Here's Jack. In Ransomville, Jack, you're on WBEN Hunting. Give us your take. Okay, Tom. Uh, uh, just about 70 years ago, I shot my first deer. My uh, bride had never fired a gun until we got married. Uh, she's hunted moose with me. Uh, she's hunted in Africa with me. Our three sons have all been hunters uh, from the time they were old enough. And uh, I followed more or less in my dad's footsteps. But anything I could put on the table meant we had uh, one less animal that we had to butcher. Uh, we did sell beef occasionally. We sold chickens occasionally. We sold pigs occasionally. So I replaced a lot of that with uh, game. Just out of curiosity, you went where in Africa? It's a big place. Well, South Africa. Uh, and what did you get? Well, one trip we had 27 animals. It was a special. Our uh, well, our, our professional hunters uh, put on for us. Uh, it went from Impala up to I uh, zebra, for example. We've eaten, or I have eaten, something of every animal I killed over there. We were never allowed to bring anything back with us. Oh, you, uh, okay, is is the situation, if you hunt in Africa, you get to keep some of what you hunt and you have to give some to the local people? The uh, outfitter that we went with generally took over the carcass and sold it through uh, the local butchers as venison. All game over there is venison. Hmm. And uh, it helped to keep the cost of the safari down. Interesting. But, uh, All right, sir, thank you. Love. Thank you very much. It is uh, 426 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Unfortunately, I must break. Um, 435 would be a good time to call. Um, all right, so that's the second person I've ever spoken to who's actually gone to Africa and a few times and bagged something. Now, I think, don't quote me on this, I think my buddy, uh, I want to say he bagged a gazelle, but I'm, I'm texting him to figure out what it was. I think he actually had the whole thing shipped over to the United States. Now, he's a lawyer. I'm not sure how the customs works or how the inspection works, but I believe that the whole thing got shipped here and he ate every last bit they sent him because, as I mentioned, he would eat a Volkswagen if he if he could. It is uh, 426 News Radio 930 WBEN talking hunting with you 
the hunting audience. So far, not one person against hunting has called in to the program. And that seems to be a concern of some hunters that are there are a lot of people who are against it. And I think logically, if you're going to be against hunting, you had better be a full-fledged vegan. Otherwise, you're stepping into the waters of hypocrisy. The ones that I filled up with the NFL shows. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It's Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Yeah, I uh, put the report up from the CT scan of my neck they did uh, a few weeks ago asking you for the questions I should ask the neck doctor on Tuesday. And like I said, I'm going to run this by my uh, physician pals, um, but medicine is very, very specialized. This guy I'm seeing is the neck god, and i got to take Tuesday off because he only sees patients in the afternoon. And... Uh, um, yeah, a lot of people are giving me some good information, so I appreciate that. Uh, put it up, Bowerly, on WBEN, the Facebook page. All right, if you're just joining us, welcome to the show. We're talking about my neck. Now, we're talking about hunting. Do you hunt? What made you start hunting? Is hunting cost effective? How do you feel about people who don't like hunting? Uh, we're getting into pretty much every aspect of hunting. Do you use a crossbow? Do you use a bow and arrow? Do you use a muzzle loader, shotgun? You know, those kinds of things. Uh, bazooka, perhaps. Let's go to Jerry in Orleans County. Jerry, if you could roll up your window, I'd be forever grateful. Hey, Thomas. Jerry, yeah, can we do something about... I, I need to be able to hear your voice a little more clearly. Do you have your window down or something? No, I was on hands-free. Ah, much better uh, now. Okay. Tom, uh, financially, uh, you buy the gun once, right? You buy the freezer once. You buy the license every year. Financially, um, it's a no-brainer. I mean, last year I took five deer. Um, that's one in-season and then deer management permit. Out in Orleans County, you can take two uh, antlerless deer. Uh, you can also uh, transfer, like my wife's license, I could have taken two more. Uh, we share it with our son and daughter and their families. Um, also, uh, financially, you know, like I said, you buy the gun once, you own it. Um, yeah, you got to practice. Uh, inflation on ammunition used to cost a dollar a round. Now it's closer to $2 uh, for, for what I use. Um, I don't know. It's just a no-brainer. You end up with, what, 250 pounds of meat, 300 pounds of meat. Um, and 
off the off the financial subject. Um, well, hold on. Before we get off of the financial subject, what you are saying makes sense. It's like buying um, solar panels or something like that, or it's like uh, uh, making energy improve, insulating your home. Yeah, there's a there's an upfront cost, but in the long run, let's talk about insulating your home. It makes a hell of a lot of sense. I've saved thousands of dollars because I spent hundreds of dollars insulating my home. And in the same way, like you say, you buy the gun, you buy the freezer, you obviously buy the clothing, which periodically has to be replaced, but it would seem to me that the return on investment would be very, very fast, um, especially given the increasing prices of meat at the grocery store. Sure. If the meat's $3 a pound, that's 900 bucks. Hey, I paid for a nice gun. You know, I, I got some nice Carhartts insulated, you know, and honestly... It's, it's a blast. But getting off the subject of financial, well, kind of financial, in the last two years I've hit five deer. You know, we got, we got to take these deer out. Somehow. Wait, when you say hit them, you mean with your vehicle? Correct. Oh, yeah, dude. Deer. Dude, uh, okay, now, is it, be honest with me, Jerry, because I I have to, of course, tonight will be the night I run into a deer for the first time ever, but typically I have excellent deer dar. I can almost smell when there are deer by the highway. Um, Is it something you're doing, Jerry? Uh, magnetic personality, perhaps. But no, I mean, no. are you driving? Serious, I'm not trying to chastise you or judge you, but are you driving too fast? Are you distracted? Are you not looking to the side of the road? I'm just, I'm curious without trying to be an a-hole. No, honestly, 6 o'clock in the morning, it's, you know, deer season. They're, they're frightened. They're in the rut. They're thinking like teenagers on hormones. You know, Last year, uh, we pulled out of church parking lot on a Wednesday night. It was, what, 8.30 at night. Quarter mile from church, we have a deer bolt out of bushes by the side of the road. $7,000 damage to my wife's CRV. Oh, my goodness. Well, the good news is that's a non-chargeable accident to insurance. They can't raise your premiums because of that. Exactly. You know, but if you don't take some of the deer out, you know— I drive 50 miles to work every day. I work on Grand Island. I live in Orleans County. So for me, yeah, it's 50 miles times two. It's dark when you leave for work. It's dark when you leave for home. Uh, understood. And, of course, when you uh, if, if you take the same road every day, you can more or less pinpoint where the highest concentration of deer are on a stretch of road. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, okay, uh, out in Orleans County, the corn is still standing, okay? They bolt out of the corn, you don't see them. Yep. There it is. Have Have they done enough work um, I- I- as far as, well, one of the things, because you, you brought this up and it's a good time to talk about it, one of the things that has been suggested to reduce car-deer collisions, which, by the way, kill human beings and deer, uh, so it's very, very important, is to clear uh, like a 15-foot a, a swathe um, of of uh, bush or debris from the side of roads like the thruway to give drivers a little more of a heads up that there's a deer charging. Exactly, yeah. But like out, you know, like Royalton Center Road, you're driving, you know, southbound on that six o'clock in the morning. 
and the corn is right up to the road. Okay, the deer bolt out, bam. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just run into a, you know what, it's just, I think it is a, a run of bad luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's what it sounds like, bad luck and a hell of a lot of deer. A lot of deer. You know, I've got herds of 30 and 40 deer running around us. Oh, I believe it. There are not enough hunters. The kids don't hunt. Okay, let's let's talk about this. You're the third or fourth person now to bring this up. Kids don't hunt. So I want to hear from younger hunters, okay? Younger hunters, call in. Why do you hunt? And do your friends hunt? Sorry, I had to put the call out, Jerry. Why? What to what? Do you attribute the lack of um, younger hunters? Is it snowflake culture? Is it video game culture? What is it? Um, it takes patience. You know, you go out uh, and you might sit in a tree stand for two, three, four hours. It's cold. It's boring at times, you know. <laughs> but I'll, you know, with a cell phone now, I can sit there. I can listen to an audio book. You know, put the earbuds in, or you can read a book. And honestly, it's a blast for me. I, but you have to—you have to almost be born into it. Honestly, you do. Um, I don't know. The average kid from city of Buffalo—they wouldn't know what to do with it. So you know, it's not something they grew up with. Maybe we could have—you know—the older guys partner up with city kids, get them out there. You know, hey, you want to shoot? <laughs> Come on out and shoot. We'll go to the range first, and you know friend of mine hunts my property. Uh, I don't do archery. He comes out and his daughter's boyfriend bagged his first deer and he's planning on going to medical school. He couldn't touch the deer carcass. He couldn't force himself to touch it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, you know, there are people who don't like to touch dead things. Now, how they eat any meat, I don't know, but uh, that certainly, you know, my mom, actually, the funny thing is, my mom, as a, as a joke in her high school yearbook, said she was going to the uh, Rochester Mortuary College for school, um, and the reality is she won't touch anything dead. Something's dead, I gotta go over and get it. Yeah, you know. And getting dad in the car was real difficult, I'll tell you. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding, he'd appreciate the joke, believe me. Oh, man. Well, good show. You know, very topical. This time of year, the deer are on the run. Oh, so yeah, this you're, you're right. Spring and fall are the two peak times of the year for car deer collisions. Sunrise, excuse me, sunrise and sunset, alpha and omega. Um, thank you. Just getting a little biblical, I think. Um, <laughs> Jerry, thank you very much for the call from Orleans County. Uh, Jerry says, look, hunting is cost-effective. Frankly, I think he makes a great point. Uh, Josh, real quickly, uh, uh, a permit to hunt deer, what does the state gouge you? Um, I actually just bought mine a couple weeks ago. I think it was 25 30 bucks. something. Oh, like that's that. very reasonable. It's, it's, it's really cheap. And, I mean, if you get more permits, it's a little more. Like, if, you get, if you're able to get other permits for more tags, it's a little bit more. But that's hunting and fishing, so... Um, it's, well, it comes as kind of a package, or you can just get the hunting or the fishing. Okay, well, you mentioned fishing. It, take a look at the price of walleye in the grocery store. Take a look at the price. You have, in western New York, some of the best walleye fishing there is. And if you bring in a, a haul of walleye, you're doing well for yourself. You're saving money.
because it's expensive in the uh, seafood department of any grocery store. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Uh, here is uh, John. I have not priced perch, however. Here is uh, my favorite is uh, cod. Cod fish. Yeah, because it doesn't taste fishy. Uh, let's go to John in Jamestown. You're on WBEN, and they tell me that you are a master of many varied forms of assault technology for hunting. <laughs> Flamethrower, uh, I think, is maybe over the top. Uh, yeah, that'd be a little uh, rid- ridiculous, I guess you would have to say. But, um, yeah, I crossbow, I use rifle, and I also muzzle load. Um, if I was a little younger and didn't have a bad shoulder, I'd be doing regular archery. But so much for the shoulder. Uh, have just out of curiosity, a little bit off the subject, but have you had your shoulder looked at by a pro? No, no. I uh, I was taking relief factor for a while, but I eat shark cartilage for it. It's it's been an issue for years, and yeah, the shark cartilage keeps it pretty limber and movable. But well, I'm I I'm happy to hear that, but I, I will. I just uh, allow me to interject that uh, I went to a specialist uh, for my shoulder uh, twice. They injected uh, cortisone into the shoulder joint, and it really did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. So, you know, unless you're, I mean, it's a big needle, don't get me wrong, it's very long, but uh, they're very adept at doing it. I just hate to see you going through pain, keeping you from doing something you enjoy, but please continue. But, uh, you know, I, I started out small game when I was a kid. Um, I had a actually an uncle that taught me all, just about everything I know about hunting. So that was uh, really brought me up as a kid and kept me out in the woods, gave me a lot of respect for nature. So, I mean, getting deer and getting, you know, your whatever you're out there trying to bag is, is good. But, I mean, being out there and so much stuff that you see when you're out in the woods, being quiet by yourself like that is just amazing. Some of the things you see animals doing. So, well, such as? Um, sat down one time. I was sitting there watching for some geese to come in. And I saw, all of a sudden, I saw Martin. She came out of one den. Evidently, she was moving all her babies to another den that was about 30 feet away in another stump. Huh. And I sat there and watched her go back and forth, back and forth, getting every little baby out of one hole, bringing them over there and running over to the other spot. That, uh, that, okay, yeah, that's something you, you don't see every day. Have you ever seen a porcupine? Yeah, I've seen porcupines in trees. Um, you ever seen a white porcupine, an albino porcupine? No. <laughs> no, there's somebody actually did that. For, for whatever reason, I often wonder why certain stories show up on my Google News feed. I got one about a woman thought it was a white rock on the side of the road. Her passenger had gotten a better look. They stop, and it turns out to be a very rare albino porcupine. I'm sure if you do a search for albino porcupine, that story will pop up. So um, as far as the uh, as far as hunting, I've, I've got more, John, in Jamestown that I want to get into, but can, can I just do a quick traffic break and get back to you? Sure. Okay. Uh, we're talking about hunting. And this is, see, this is a very interesting show for me because, look, I have nothing against hunting or hunters whatsoever. I will not do it myself because I just could not bring myself to fire a weapon at an animal. That does not mean I don't think you should, nor does it mean I'm a vegetarian. The only difference between you and me, I hire hitmen for my meat. You go and do the killing yourself. 
So who's the better person? Neither of us. I mean, I, we're, we're omnivores, we humans are. But I, I'm just saying my mentality, my personality type, I simply would not be able to shoot an animal. And I know that that probably, some of you are probably laughing and saying, does Bowerly actually have male parts? And to be honest with you, sometimes I wonder myself, um, maybe somewhere they might be. But I, yeah, I, I, it's just something I couldn't do. But I'm the guy who lets spiders into his basement or outside if the weather's decent because I just don't see the point in killing stuff that doesn't have to be killed. You know what I'm saying? I hope you do. You should really see sometimes, folks, how many glasses I've got, depending on what I happen to be doing at any given time. It's actually embarrassing as hell. Um, distance is, is pretty good, though. It's, it's really it's a weird situation. All right, let's get back to the calls. Here is uh, John in uh, Jamestown. John, one of the things I want to ask you is, uh, you know, we unfortunately over the years, um, uh, Tim Wanger, he's he's been a he's a forty year plus Buffalo broadcaster. Susan Rose is right up there. I'm right up there. And over the years, we've had to cover a number of terrible hunting accidents. And one of the most horribly memorable was the guy who fired one round because and it was really close to sunset as i recall and it was a lady walking her two dogs and he killed the lady walking her dogs um he of course did have to stand at the bar of justice for that but Obviously, that was an irresponsible situation. Do you worry to any extent about your own safety in the woods because of somebody who is not born into hunting as you were uh, or who is just inexperienced or maybe has had too many uh, adult beverages? Oh, yes. Um, I hunt by myself. And the patch of woods I hunt in for about five years, I was the only one I ever saw in there. But lately, there's more and more people coming in. So now I'm really kind of wary about it. Um, I make sure when I sit, because I don't, I don't sit in a tree stand. Um, I've always ground hunted. I've always been a ground hunter. I like to stalk deer. <laughs> so when I do finally find a spot where I want to sit, whether it's on a stump or, you know, a fallen tree, um, yeah, I make sure that I've got something orange showing pretty brightly around there because, yeah, I don't trust. I mean, I, I, I remember the story that you just recanted, and, yeah, there's no excuse for that. I mean, how do you shoot something that you don't know exactly what it is, and how do you sight in a heart or a vital organ if you can't see what it is? There were so many laws broken in that horrible situation, and I just, I just hope the family is uh, – is somewhat on the men, but I, I don't know how you recover from something like that. But I'm glad that you you apparently bring some extra uh, orange material with you in addition to what you're wearing. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a good move because I I'll tell you I would be absolutely mm, I, I would be scared I think uh, to go into the woods uh, in hunting season unless I was pretty much all orange man. You know, like Bobby on The Sopranos when they had to go find the Pine Barrens episode when they had to go find Paulie and Christopher in the woods and Tony laughed because Bobby showed up dressed like Elmer Fudd. I I have, you know, I've got an orange hat and I've got, you know, you have to have one foot of orange on you. I've got my orange on my back. But like I said, usually once I sit, I'll take, I carry another orange hat in my pocket. 
I'll take that and stick it on a branch up above me. So it's like you really got to be an idiot not to see that if it's sitting above my head. No, John, you're a smart guy. Smart guy. Anything else you want to add to the discussion on hunting before we uh, break for news and stuff? Well, um, about the children. I've got two grandsons that jumped right into it, and they love it. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's still a lot of kids that want to do hunting. Um, that you're the first person to have said that. Now you are calling from Jamestown, a lot of woods around Jamestown, Chautauqua County. Yes, sir. And it's also the home of Jamestown mattress. Uh, John, <laughs> John, thank you. I sleep uh, on one. I'm sorry. Actually, I sleep on one. Outstanding. I knew I liked you. All right. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate the call. Um, this has been, uh, do you guys want me to continue this? Because it it is timely, and it's something I've been wanting to do, and you guys totally seem into it, and a number of side questions have popped up that I hadn't thought of asking before. So, uh, I don't know, if you're game, (laughs) uh, I don't mind continuing this at all. Usually I have a, you know attention deficit disorder and I start to flag after a couple hours of a given topic. But I don't know. This one, uh, I, I feel like we're all learning a lot. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I feel that way. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.